You think I said it right on the thing? No. You're not good enough to cut out one word and put one word in, are you? Yeah, I can do that. You can do that? Yeah, for sure. Read. All right, let's do it together. Ready? Regenerative. 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 I can do this all day. <laughs> Welcome to episode 15 of the Not Salty Podcast. I'm your host, John Bell. And as always, I am joined by my friends and co-hosts, Mike Fenton and Kristen Skeevers. In this episode, we interview our friend, Julie Friend, of Wildham Farm. Julie's great, 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 great grandfather, yes, that was six greats, was John Friend Sr., who founded the town of Friendsville, and who her five times great grandfather was the first settler of Sang Runs at Friends Delight, which is now the Sang Run State Park. So, as a farmer, Julie will appreciate this. Her roots run deep. In this episode, we talk about how she started her career in fashion, but made her way back to her family's farm in Garrett County to start her idea of a regenerative farm. Julie tells us about the life of a farmer. She talks about chickens, cows, pigs, how slippery cow poop is. She even tells us the secret of looking young. She rubs lard on her face. Julie, thank you for moving back to Garrett County and starting your farm. It's a truly beautiful place. You are having an amazing impact on the area, and we are happy to call you our friend. Keep doing what you do. Mike, hit the intro. And here we go. Welcome to episode 15 of Deep Creek Lakes premiere podcast, the Not Salty Podcast. Um, yeah, we are number one in the area because we are the only one in the area. <laughs> um, a couple episodes ago, we talked about my birthday. Uh, I hit the big four or six, and uh, my buddy Mike Fenton just turned 34. Happy birthday, Mike. Thank you very much. What did you do for your birthday? I uh, went and stayed in the woods of New Germany State Park and uh, got one of the cabins there. Highly recommended if you want a relatively primitive cabin with electricity and fire. Really nice wood stove, 10 miles of hiking trails. No Dude, I didn't service. think it looked that bad. No cell like service. you said, primitive. Your your pictures Dude, looked great. I my pay. You, the pictures of the cabin. You yeah. get normally pictures look worse or look better. Like, and you look on New Germany online. I'm like, okay, cool, perfect. I get there. I'm like, this is really nice. Like, wow. <laughs> it's like, we need to bring Lucy here. That'd be great. And you just hit the hit, nail on the head. No cell phone service. You just spent yeah. 24 or 48 hours doing what you wanted to do in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere with no interruption, playing music, walking, hiking trails, and hanging out. Absolutely. It was, uh, I'm very fortunate to have done that. So Happy thanks, birthday. John. Thanks, Mandy. <laughs> Happy birthday. So, Kristen, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but that's where we're going to get you for your birthday. Just, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> a night alone in the woods. <laughs> is that what you want? That's, no. that's what everybody wants. Right? <laughs> um, when is your birthday? No, June. Um, I'm not sure that I want to spend um, a night alone in the woods. That mm. sounds kind of scary. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there were eight other cabins. Oh, so you're like on a resort? Yeah, it was. I wanted to stay at Cabin Twelve, but they didn't. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't stay at resort. They didn't have a heated pool. So I, I had my drum set set up, and I kept taking my cell phone outside further and further to hear if I was like recording myself. I'm like, can they hear my drum set? Oh. playing? The answer is yes. <laughs> so, so uh, wait, you got to meet them? There was other people there? No, I waved. You know, oh, and I was. Okay. I, I wanted to be like, hey, can you hear my drum? Can you hang out there for a second? Let me know if you hear my drums. 
That's kind of like, can you hear me snoring? Yes, the whole house can hear you snoring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you have to ask, I, do, I should you know have asked. I should have asked because they might have been like, nope. And I'm like, sweet. <laughs> did your bulldog Brutus snore a lot? He did. But um, wasn't it like a comforting uh, snore? <laughs> I, <laughs> like, I, I feel that way about my bulldog Miller. It's like, white noise kind of but if my boyfriend snores i'm like you need to like hit the road i don't know how to describe the relationship i had with that dog it was <laughs> he, he was the best dog ever and he's been dead for gosh 10 if not 15, longer 15 years now but i still talk about him all the time Aww. he was an english bulldog um had him probably right after high school to about 10 years later and uh, yes he snored he farted he was uh, incredibly <laughs> ugly, but uh, he was my best friend. Uh, he was just it. the funnest, coolest dog. So yours, I guess we should introduce you first. Yeah, what's we, that? We, for those of you who aren't watching the video, there's a mysterious <laughs> new voice. <laughs> <laughs> so I should have asked you, and I'm going to mess it up, but uh, tell me oh, on purpose. Your farm, is it Wild Lynn Farm or Wild Wood Farm? Or I, 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 <laughs> We were here for 30 not minutes, either. and I meant to ask, or is it either one of the it's two? It's not Wildum. What is it? It's not. Wildum. It's not Wildum. Okay. But I'm not salty about when people say it that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, we're educating them. It's wildum. So wild. um, it's a made-up word. Yeah. Uh, we were kind of just thinking of the mission and vision of the farm and what we wanted to do with the landscape. And um, we wanted to create a place where we, you know, raise domesticated animals but still left space for all that is wild. And we came up with wildum, wild and domestic put together. I like it. Do you sell T-shirts? I should sell. They would be pretty cool. I would. I would get a wild them. Yeah, I've I've only like dabbled in merch. I have some tote bags with some really cool illustrations of our animals. Um, But yeah, I need. I need. I need shirts. So we're obviously real estate junkies, and uh, um, I've seen your farm from the road. Um, (laughs) I've seen the the buildings. I think my kids went there one time. Didn't you have like an open house one time, maybe a couple years ago, where you invited people to? So yeah, yeah. Like some under, uh, my, I, we've I'm, done several like open to the public farm tours. Okay, so maybe it was one of those. Cool. Yeah. It, it looks beautiful. How many acres do you have? Um, so the farm I will say is my actually my parents' property. Okay. Um, but it's 154 acres. Okay. Yeah. So you've got the I guess from the road we're seeing a house and some barns and 154 acres right there and. Uh, what what do you have there? Yeah, so the property is divided up into 90 acres of pasture and then the rest of it aside from like the couple acres that the ho- surrounding the house is all wooded. Uh so we do multi-species livestock uh on a pasture and forest-based system. So we raise pigs in the woods and we do cattle and sheep on pasture, we raise turkeys um and chickens. Okay. The the little bit I know about uh, cows is I was showing a farm for sale today, <laughs> and um, it, it was fairly, it wasn't early morning, it was mid-morning-ish, and it was cold out, so it was still, the ground was kind of crusty, and I stepped over an electric fence, broke through what I eventually found out was cow manure, and once I went <laughs> through the thin ice layer on top of the cow manure, it was really slippery, and I fell down, and uh, yeah, that was, that's, that's, that's about my experience with that's cows. That's slippery as shit, man. It was, it was, it was slippery as shit. So I had to run home and change pants before I went back to the office, but how many cattle do you guys have? Um, we have currently around 35 cattle. And what do you do with them? Uh, you butcher them or on site, or do you sell them, or how do you do that? Yeah, so everything that we raise, we sell directly to consumers. So you can come to our farm and you can buy bacon from us and 
not ribeyes because they're sold out, but (laughs) (laughs) ribeyes from us and ground lamb and all of the things um, directly from our farm. We actually just opened up a farm store. uh, So it's really, really convenient for people to come see everything that we have and shop our product. Um, Yeah. So everything. Is the farm store right there on the property? It is. Okay. So to give you a plug, it's right across from kind of Mountain State Brewery. It is right across from Mountain State Brewery. we don't have a farm sign, but maybe by the time this podcast episode airs, we will have a farm sign. <laughs> well, the day that this comes out, you have the ribbon cutting oh, in the yeah. open house. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. So no, walk us through it. It'd be really cool if we launched it on the same day. Like, it is. No, it is. Yeah. It's, it's on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Yeah. So nice you guys should all come over. So on St. Patrick's Day, which will be today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can see the future. Do this. It's a Friday. <laughs> St. Patrick's yeah, Day. It's yeah. Friday. And so we're doing the ribbon cutting ceremony at. 12 p.m. Um, the farm store is open, and we are also going to be grilling and selling pork burgers. Dude, uh, I'm it's there. Su- it's some- I've never had a pork burger. Oh, they're it's amazing. Good. It's ground yeah. pork, right? The ones that it's ground pork. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's ground pork. Um, I mix up the recipe all the time based on what I can get from other local farmers. So, because we incorporate like a pickled vegetable, some sort of aioli or sauce, you know, things like that, um, lettuce. So we'll have pork burgers, um, we'll have bonfires going, BYOB, you can walk around and see the animals. So this is awesome. Uh, I didn't know. (laughs) So if you're local and you want to go get steaks or hamburger or pork burgers, whatever. They have jerky sticks. I mean, like the store. I have meat sticks in my backpack for everyone here. (gasps) We want some. Oh, I'm so excited. If if you come here on vacation, (laughs) you can swing by your store and grab a couple of steaks and and yeah. all your meat, is it organic or how do you just farm, yeah, so raise, we, or what's, we, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, so we practice all. regenerative agriculture. What does that mean? <laughs> so the way that I look at what we do and regenerative agriculture is I say we produce good uh, food that's good for the animals, good for the land, and good for you. So we prioritize animal welfare, ecology, and human health. And that's kind of the way we look at every single thing that we do. So are we producing food in a way that is creating a positive ecological impact? Are we um, farming in a way that is producing healthy soils? Um, Are we, you know, retaining water instead of creating unnecessary runoff? Do we have increased biodiversity? Uh, What is this doing for the wildlife? So all of those things, we basically want to farm in harmony with nature and produce food in a way that's good. Wow. And you, uh, I, I don't want to ask your age, but you're incredibly young. How did you get here? How did how did you? So figure I'm this actually out? not that young. <laughs> <laughs> you look very young, and I'm assuming you are. I do look really young, but do you want to know my secret? It's up to you. <laughs> Fresh air, organic, grass-fed beef. So I do <gasps> eat lamb. some of Ooh, the most nutrient-dense meat in yeah. the world, but I also put lard on my skin. Wow. You heard it here first. I'm sorry. Neutrogena <laughs> out of business. I'm just picturing silence and lamb. Do you prefer and... lard over tallow? I mean, is that like pig pig fat versus yeah, cow so fat? Yeah, so the difference between lard and tallow, lard is pig fat, tallow is uh, beef or uh, lamb fat. And I prefer lard. I do prefer lard over tallow. Okay, I think personal lard, preference. Yeah, so okay. lard has a more mild... Uh, smell and mm. yeah and uh, and That's also I think honestly. from like a sustainability perspective too um, when you look at a pig versus a grass-fed cow um, grass-fed cows are lean just like all ruminant animals are lean deer mm-hmm. are lean bison are lean uh, so you don't get as much fat like the amount of fat that you get from a grass-fed beef you should really be consuming 
but pigs have more fat than you can consume with their meat. So there's an excess of fat, which is why it's always been used for cooking and even for skincare and cosmetics. As a high, soaps. As a high smoke? Uh, 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 no. So the smoke point is like higher than olive oil, but it's slightly lower than tallow. I don't know the exact degree of okay. smoke point, but like we were able to use it for frying. Wings and stuff. Yeah, for wings. Which, by the way, you uh, you just recently had an event at the public house in Friendsville, right? Yes, we did. We just did a big brunch event, which was incredible. It was pretty successful. It was pretty successful. Um, it was preset menu, four courses, you get what you get. And um, we made everything from scratch. I have gained literally 10 pounds um, because <laughs> I've been All water. trying to perfect yeah. this buckwheat pancake recipe. <laughs> yeah, so I've been eating so many buckwheat pancakes. If I smell sweet, like maple syrupy, that's why. <laughs> Coming that's, out of your That's pores. what I use on my skin. <laughs> maple, maple syrup. syrup. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> Not for any health purposes. No. I just like it. Yeah, yeah. You just like Buddy the way elf. it feels. <laughs> <laughs> so this is totally out of my character or totally out of my realm of experience. And it's kind of funny because uh, today I took a, a screenshot of Facebook because Pastor Dave put some up there and yeah, I, I, saw I that. snapped it to you and Kristen, Mike and Kristen. And underneath of that was some, I, I was actually embarrassed after I sent it to you because underneath of that was an advertisement that said, do you want to feel younger? Put this <laughs> lotion on your face. Wait, I, I don't know. I have to look at that. You, did, you guys didn't even notice? No. So I, was it a commercial for the farm? No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Yeah. But, uh, I was going to say, we teed that up I so brought, well. I mean, I have some of our moisturizer. Wait, so we actually make This is what I'm hitting. Do you sell it? Yeah. So we like, do sell the moisturizer. Lard. Okay. Yeah, so out of lard. Um, so it's so very... I'm picturing like a can of Crisco. You're not talking about that, right? No, so that, Crisco, that's shortening. Crisco okay. is fake <laughs> lard. Yeah. Crisco okay. actually like came out as a byproduct of the cotton seed industry, and that's okay. when they started marketing lard is bad, Crisco's good. Why would you heart healthy? Exactly. Why there would you, you use the cooking oil of your grandmother? It was like this whole scheme to target women to use Crisco so instead of lard. That's actually yeah. a very good argument. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, I have a TV downstairs at my house that uh, gets Samsung TV on it. And for whatever reason, Samsung free TV plays like these really old shows just when you first turn it on. And I don't know, people a long time ago were a lot healthier looking than they are <laughs> nowadays. And uh, no kidding. when you when you kind of went through that, it, it made me wonder, and I read something about it, if we're eating a tomato today, it is very likely that's not the same tomato that our grandparents ate. You know Tomatoes what I mean? Or, so or, or whatever. You know what I mean? So there is something that brings food back to food. So you're you're actually growing and selling what I think we can call as real food, right? Yeah, it's definitely real food. And I think like when we do these events, when we do these brunch events or with our pork burgers or whatever, we are sourcing all of the other ingredients. So, you know, the, the animal proteins and animal fats are going to be from our farm. But then everything else we are uh, sourcing locally okay. and seasonally. Um, you brought up that, you know, maybe you wanted to come to the brunch, but was there a vegetarian option? And oh. I was just like, it is, I could potentially do something vegetarian in the summer, but during the winter months, vegetables aren't growing. And I think like a really big part of what I believe in and our mission at Wildham is to connect people through their food and that food should be produced locally. And so if you live in Garrett County, sure. Yeah. So it's just about what is available when it's available. Um, and, 
And also, it sounds like it sounds like you're working on the process of making this a sustainable business practice, right? You know, because like it's like all right, you don't want to. You can talk about being local and stuff like that, but nobody's like wanting to starve to death either. Like it's good that we have food coming from wherever, but it's not as nutrient dense, right? So yeah, you're filling yeah. your belly, but you're not giving your body what it needs, you know. And it's I just think. I think what it what I see that people have a challenge with is is turning that practice into especially coming from a, a city area, but like turning that practice into a sustainable business model. Are you finding success in that as well? I mean, is it Yeah, I mean I want it to be sustainable for the consumer to be able to um like participate in their food that they're eating. Like yeah. participate in the way that they know their farmer's name, that they're, you know, maybe spending more because they're buying it from their local farmer, but knowing that they're getting more, knowing that they're getting more nutritional value, like knowing that that money, you're voting with your money, right? You're putting that money back into your local economy. Um, Yeah. Well, I can argue it's worth more too. Um, 100%. We, uh, for nutritional reasons, but then also if you're just talking about it's it's better food, um, I didn't realize this until recently. You know, if you go to Walmart and buy steaks from Walmart, that's one thing, right? Um, this past year, we went in with three of our neighbors, so four families together, and we bought a cow. We bought it from the fair, and Johnny Hayhurst uh, butchered amazing. it. Yeah. And um, my one neighbor knew a lot about this, so he had the steaks cut an inch and a half thick instead of a half inch thick or whatever, right? Those steaks they were eating are not the same as the steak you get from Walmart. Like, I'm telling you, it is mouthwatering, way, way, way better um, you, you feel better about it because you know where it came from. You know, it's grass fed. You know, it's not, you know, it's a real cow, for example. I actually saw it. And um, <laughs> it's just way, way yeah. better, too. Right. And like, how cool is it to be that connected to your food that you saw the animal bef- and you know, you know, what's in your freezer and you know the person who raised it and you know the person who even butchered it for you? Yeah. Um, I felt and, a little bad from the for the I won't mention her name because she was younger, but uh, the girl we bought it from, she raised it and she loved it. And, uh, Obviously, she knew that she was a farmer. She knew where it was mm-hmm. going to be, and um, she was upset. But then she sent us a thank you card, and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's the farmer life, you know, good for her. So yeah. did you do, like, 4-H and stuff when you were a kid? Did you go to fairs? Like, were you into that? No, I went to the fair the first time this year. <gasps> what? What? Yeah. Well, okay. That's where I learned about cow so not the, yeah, Okay, not the best one. We have to bring that up. I, I uh, in, the, in the preamble, when we meet in the kitchen and hang out or whatever before we come in here, you were to- or you guys were talking about cow patty bingo. Kristen, please explain. Well, no, I I thought it was different than it is. It's a tradition cow that they do. Cow patty bingo. Yeah, cow patty bingo. It, it happens every year at the Garrett County Fair. But I thought that it was different than it is. But then Julie, I guess, went and saw it, and it was. It's we should do it better. So we have a better idea now. I do have a really good idea. I don't think everybody understands what they're talking. What we're talking about. Okay. So a cow cow patty bingo is like you have a sheet with numbers on it. You paid. So there's only so many numbers. I don't know. We'll say 30 numbers or 50 numbers or whatever on the sheet. So like you get one number. So only 50 people could win. It's not really traditional bingo. It's just like if that cow shits on your number, then you win the money. (laughs) (laughs) You can swear. (laughs) So don't make me say fuck again. (laughs) Oh, we can say fuck too. Yeah, there's okay good. She's she's a girl after my own heart. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the at the fair they bring the cow out into like a a small 
kind of pen and people are watching and the cow is by itself and it just has to, you know, basically poop on one of the numbers for somebody to win. There's something to this. This is going to be on Netflix in a couple years. Oh, I mean, no. Right next to Tiger to King. <laughs> yes. If Tiger King can make it, this can Dude. make it. <laughs> Tiger King was good. I liked I, it. I didn't watch Tiger King. I, I just couldn't it. bring my... I, I, I got addicted. It was right in the beginning of COVID. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, it was good time. So if the yeah. cow poops on your square, you win bingo. Exactly. I mean, but and, there can uh, be more than one winner, or is it just no, first just person? No, just one first person. I, yeah, first number okay. that it poops okay. on. Well, my comment was, I was like, "Good lord, how long does this game last?" And you were like, "Oh no, they poop a lot." So I mean, so it's, they it's... do. Cows do <laughs> poop a lot. My experience at the fair, the cow wasn't pooping, and then they had to bring in another cow. They were like, um, "Sorry, oh. folks, this stage fright." It was, yeah. So I think it was stage fright. <laughs> so I want to do cow petty bingo. Um, where the cows, like my herd of cows, we move them into a new paddock and then there's, we could basically digitally, like we could project the bingo. Yeah, on the grass. Thing. Yeah, not really projected. It would just be like on a screen yeah. projected. You know, like they do on football. Yeah. Yes. Like how they do on I football. See, I thought you were talking yeah. about like you have a drone up there. And no, <laughs> I mean like it would be projected on the screen. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. Okay. Yes. Makes more and sense. And then huh? basically I feel like the cows are comfortable. They're in their herd. They're going to definitely shit. And <laughs> this will work if you add mezcal to the. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to change. Should we have, no, we'll, we'll have liberated libations to the bar? Yes. yes. <laughs> By the way, they, I got to book them. They, Give they, them a they, plug. They need quick. to come on. Joni yes. and Lee, get up here. Oh, yes. Um, but uh, so we c you can do a cow patty bingo power hour. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Oh, now it's a drinking game. Yeah. <laughs> now you're going to have a bunch of drunk people around some gigantic animals. Yeah, but uh, what's your insurance policy? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You do it from home. Can you imagine oh, yeah. how much fun it would be, though, to have like 30 people who are really drunk just waiting for cows to shit? Like they'd be clapping it's and so weird. So we'll have, li we'll have um, oh, liberated libations do the bar, and then we'll have us do a live stream podcast I'm so, this I will think, make netflix yeah. I, i'm all about this so, this is so stupid i I'm think all about like it. the other okay. thing that was so weird to me about the cow patty bingo situation was that like like you felt a little bit bad for this animal that was like it was like scared to poop you know because like all these people were watching it and then it was just like weird because i was like what am i doing with my life that i'm sitting here waiting yeah. for a cow to poop but at the farm at my farm like i will watch the cows for Hours yeah. because it's just yeah. beautiful to see them walk and you know bite gra eat grass and and like they just move and in such a really pretty rhythm. So I feel like gathering people to do that in the projection would be just a nice community event. <laughs> It'd be fun. We're, we're, we're all You're in, in the right place for it. Let's yeah. just put it that way. <laughs> audience is here. Some of our listeners right now are listening and being like, <laughs> but you I know they want to go. You know they're like, oh, I'm in. Uh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to go check that out. Yeah. For sure. So um, I bought a property. I don't want to call it a farm because it's not a farm. It is uh, 25 acres, and we subdivide it for my neighbor, and I each have about six, and we've got 13 acres in common. And we really, really, really want to buy an animal. And, or one, raise, one animal? I don't know. This no, is, you this cannot is buy my, one animal. This, this, this is, is why you shouldn't. Okay. This is why. I want because they're all something. herd animals. Yeah. I want to just have one. Uh, okay, well, maybe we get two or three. See, okay, you know, Mandy, are you paying attention? Because she wanted to, like, rescue a cow. She was like, I get one no, cow. I'll just no. keep my dog. No, you wait, have... that's probably worse because now we have to get 10. Well, Damn Christine, it. was it you? Somebody told me if you only have, maybe it was Craig, uh, if you only have one cow, it gets mean. 
right? That's what happened to my yeah. cow. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? They are herd animals. I mean, all of them are. Like, yeah. uh, cattle, sheep, for sure. Have you heard of a fainting Pigs. sheep? But it's a goat. A fainting goat? <laughs> Have you heard of a fainting People goat? People do confuse goats and sheep a lot. So They can look similar. The fainting one of whichever those who they are, apparently goat. <laughs> I want one of those. It's awesome. So they have... <laughs> If you're at home right now and if you want a good laugh, Google fainting goats or sheep. It might be one of the two. It's a goat. And they have they they have they have heart problems or something. So you walk That's up to them so and, and you just you look at them and you go, ah! And they will get so nervous they pass out and they faint. I've heard of them. That I've would seen. be that would be better than cow patty bingo. And I oh, don't yeah. know where you buy those. If they no. whatever number they pass no. out. No. No. no, no, so mean. I know exactly. Like this is why there needs to be girls in here. Yeah, we're trying to do like it's an like possum. I agree mean, that it's mean. I just thought it was a good idea. It's their, <laughs> it's their defense mechanism. They're like possums. They're just playing possum. No. Yeah. Anyway, Leave Google it. Do goat yoga, but don't scare the goats. Trust me, Google that if you're listening. It is hilarious. The screaming goats. Okay, so we're gonna get past that. But if we buy, if we decide raise animals we need to get several of them it's not cool to just get one i mean i feel like you at least need a pair yeah uh, like you wouldn't want one animal i need something very low maintenance <laughs> like, she get chickens oh uh my neighbor has those uh i thought you had chickens, chickens well, are I'm, the best. I'm, I'm gonna call in there he does all the work oh, okay. um they're on our property he does all the work and it's it's uh he lists he's he's probably our number one fan so he's gonna get a <laughs> kick out of this um i'm sure i'll jack up this he's story your but um tender? John, you got to get him a t-shirt for his birthday. Chicken Brent, I know you are listening. You are forever forward known as the chicken tender. Um, so no, this is this is this is hilarious. Uh, so Brent decides he wants to raise chickens, and we were like, yeah, let's go get some chickens. So he literally he does all the work. I've never done anything. Um, goes like the tractor supply and buys a hundred chickens. Okay, <laughs> and I think the lady was like, well, you know, half of them are gonna die or whatever so you get 100 That's be 50 a high left. but they all lived <laughs> yeah i wouldn't um, expect 50 percent like, weren't a bunch of them ducks well no like two of them were ducks like you want like 100 chickens two ducks, were ducks ducks are really different than chickens well they flew away yeah i was gonna say <laughs> they were just gone and uh brent is uh these are mallards what are ducks? <laughs> he's gonna absolutely love this he's like super handy he can build anything and he's smart and he Google stuff, and he built this. Uh, he built this chicken coop on an old trailer, and you walk out of the, you flip this thing up, you grab the chicken eggs out of it, and it's got solar panels, yeah, and uh, that's awesome. It, it's great, and we move it around the property so it doesn't get poop too much everywhere or whatever. Wait, what's his last name? McHenry. <laughs> Do you know Britt? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know him and his wife Krista. Oh no, there are. When you are, were saying this, I was like, wait. Yeah, so is this the McHenry? <laughs> if you know where they're building, we're their neighbors. <laughs> solar panel chicken coops could there be? <laughs> <laughs> they uh they're, they're probably our best friends. So yes, they they built the built that, and uh, it's just, it's been a neat experience. None of them died, but then here recently they stopped making eggs. Okay. Yeah. And then Brent was like, "Well, guess we're gonna get rid of the chickens." And uh, but then they they switched food and they started making eggs again. Yeah, I heard this story from Krista too. I mean, it so was you a, know them, you know the McHenrys. Yeah, cool. they're my, yeah, they're a good customer. Um, he is going <laughs> to love this. Uh, Brent is our number one. <laughs> I love that he listens to the podcast. I gave him a hat, by the way. Oh, That's good, amazing. good. He deserves one. That's amazing. Honorary. Yeah, I heard this story about their chickens and the food, and it was kind of a thing that was going around that um, people's chickens were stopped were like not laying eggs 
and they connected it to something either that was being omitted from the food, like maybe a protein. Like, I don't know exactly what it was. It was either something that was being omitted or like replaced with something else, but then they weren't getting the right the chicken feed. nutritional like okay. requirements. That's what he mm. said in the but, wild. Yeah. So they changed. Yeah. So then they changed that. their food and they said their yep. chickens started producing again. Um, like, how unfortunate is that for the chickens? Like, dude, think about eggs this. Eggs got up to like $9 These chickens were about to just be gone and then all of a sudden they started making eggs again because brent decided to like try a different, different it's a metaphor for yeah. life maybe yeah. better produce yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, top producing chickens and I, I don't remember he was getting it from somewhere uh near his daughter's college and he brought it up here and he, he was he was like oh, i'll just buy it somewhere else and it was just yeah. the different type of food just made all the difference Wild. yeah we get all of our feed so we can get into this about like the difference between the grass-fed animals and the animals that are fed that yeah. we feed grain uh, so cattle and sheep are ruminant animals, so they're herbivores and they can just eat grass and that will, um, it will fulfill all of their nutritional requirements, just grass. But then other animals like chickens, turkeys, and pigs, they're omnivores. Um, and so they require, you know, different amounts of protein and whatnot. And so we do supplement their feed and that's why, you know, you would give chickens feed in addition to like whatever they're foraging just to make sure that they're meeting all of their <clears throat> nutritional requirements. So I think that's really interesting because I listened to a podcast uh, a Ooh, couple years ago. Other podcast? Yeah. <laughs> this is like back in college. Get good at it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they were saying like chickens are supposed to eat meat. They're supposed to oh, yeah. eat grub. They're, they're supposed to eat worms. Yeah. But you will see in the store, the pack says vegetarian eggs and a consumer might pick that up thinking, oh, oh that's, that's good. So right. But like they should be eating grub and worm. Like you don't want yeah, a vegetarian should we, chicken. Should like we that's talk about how labels are bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I would actually love to get Let's talk about that. <laughs> think about we this. Need a like you were, you just brought up Crisco. You know, whatever, all that kind of stuff. Marketing leads you to think that's a very good example. Like your your <laughs> normal person. What is that? That's, yeah. my, that's my job, and it's fine. Well, shit no, on marketing. But, no, I'm Why saying don't you tell us about marketing. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just we kidding. don't lie. Um, <laughs> I hope we don't. No. Uh, Although our symbol is red. But uh, so the point being, uh, marketing these people, I would think of like me not knowing any better. I'd be like, oh, a vegetarian chicken. How nice. But yeah. no, yeah. that's not right. That's what I mean. Like the average person. So yeah, labels are super misleading because they're catchy. They're like honestly meant to confuse consumers. Same. Um, yeah. And I think. Natural flavors. <laughs> yeah, or about? even like grass fed. Like if you go to the grocery store and you see grass fed beef, um, it doesn't really tell you that much insight about the animal. Like mm. they could have been still raised in a feedlot, but hay was brought to them or alfalfa pellets. Uh, it's like if you if you read grass fed beef, you're thinking those cows are out on pasture eating lush grass, That's right? What I'm picturing in my head, like uh, the commercial on TV, the happy cow and the milk and the whatever. <laughs> Not, the viewer at home, she just rolled her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's super frustrating because, yeah, the labels are and things like even like pasture raised chicken. So if something says pasture raised chicken at the grocery store, the requirement to label something with that term is that they had access to pasture. So that could mean they're raised in a building, but there's a door that goes out to oh, an Lord. outside lot. And if you are familiar with chickens, like if you leave them in one area, I mean, they poop on everything sure. and then there nothing grows because 
it will grow if you move them because their their manure is so like full of nitrogen. But if you just keep in the same area, nothing is ever going to grow. So is it really pasture raised? Did all those birds even make their way outside or did they just make their way over to the feeders? There's no requirement for that, right? No, like it's not required that they go outside. <laughs> Roll call, ladies. <laughs> Recess. <laughs> so Brent is our number one fan. The number two is my mom. And uh, <laughs> the reason why I'm bringing this up is when I grew up and I was real little, we lived on the eastern shore of Virginia and there were a bunch of chicken farms in Purdue yeah. and Purdue down there. And for a brief second, my parents decided they might want to be chicken farmers and mm-hmm. we went and looked at a couple of them and this is me at 10 years old remembering it it's exactly what you described it there were these gigantic buildings yeah. filled with chickens that smelled like crap and mm-hmm. uh yeah no i don't think that really counts as pasture fed chicken are, are no. your are your animals antibiotic free and stuff like that too because i know that's hard to do right i mean um it's so it's not it's not they are antibiotic free um we don't give antibiotics um, I would give an antibiotic if it was necessary, sure. like, but yeah, I but to treat we, any to treat something. I'm not, so. I'm not like gonna let the animal die. Yeah, right, <laughs> instead right. of giving an antibiotic. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're not feeding an, or we're not giving antibiotics regularly. Well, I just from what um, I understand, when you have like mass amounts of creatures that are living, like for example, like the environment that those chickens were living in. It's almost impossible to keep them alive without the antibiotics, right? Yeah. Is that like another aspect to oh, that type of farming? Too? Definitely. Like you have, yeah, exactly. I think that's exactly the point. Like they can't survive in that environment unless you're giving them things yeah. um, to be able to survive. And so we raise all of our animals outside 365 days a year. Mm-hmm. Our animals are outside. They don't get moved into a barn ever um, they have, you know, some shelters outside and like for our cattle and sheep, we give them more wooded access in the winter so that they have windbreak and, and whatnot. And the pigs have like little pig huts that they sleep in. But that's um, gonna be pretty cute. That it is like a good name cute. for a bar. <laughs> pig hut. <laughs> but yeah, I think it just If the, you open a bar, you gotta name it Pig Hut. Yeah. I think I gotta name it Hogwash. Ooh. I'm down. Ooh, that's even better. <laughs> that's good. But yeah, so we're raising them outside. And not only are we raising them outside, but we're consistently moving them. So the the cows and sheep are getting moved. And the egg-laying chickens, they're actually all in a paddock together. So they're all in one paddock together. And they all, like, coexist in there. Um, they're moved every single day to fresh pasture. Our pigs are moved seven to days to 10 days. Uh, so they're constantly being moved away from their manure. And then we will allow that area, whatever they were in, to rest for a considerate amount of time, depending on the species, depending on the impact that they had, because we want everything to regrow, recover. We want the manure to be absorbed by the soil. Um, and that just keeps, it keeps the animals healthy. So this is stupid to say because it's very obvious. But with our chicken coop, Brent's chicken coop, he moves it. And when the chickens are there, it's just this great big circle of just dirt. Like they eat everything, right? Then we move it. And that's the healthiest, freshest grass. Yeah, it grows like so back fast. Green. Like, yeah. yes. No, it's if you want a pretty yard, get some chickens and put them around there. I mean, <laughs> around. Yeah. So do, do your chickens just like run around and then they go back in the coop at the end of the night so the um, foxes don't get them? In my opinion, it is every example of free-range chickens in the world. <laughs> like, so Brent even rigged up this door, right? And there's a solar panel on there. And <laughs> at nighttime, the door will beep. And if the chickens will know the beep. 
and they'll go inside. Yeah. And if they don't go inside, they're probably going to die. But, but they, they will go inside. Like we have the solar they doors. They figured it too. out. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah they're smarter the, than you would so think. So when it starts getting when it starts getting dark, they go inside. It's just a natural instinct. Do you have one that they don't crate. like? Because here's where I'm headed. We we would sit here and watch them. We had this. I don't. Know, the kids named the chickens. I don't know their names. Like one's peanut butter. All one hundred of them. But uh, very inquisitive. So there was there was one of them that the other chickens didn't like, and they were so societal or whatever. They would like keep trying to push him out the door. Oh, it was yeah. so jacked up. Like you could totally another tell. metaphor for life, man. Some people are just damned. That, yeah. I don't know. So this, what, it's this poor chicken. I mean, I in the cooper that, out of it. Like yeah. we were talking about how animals are herd species. They prioritize the herd over individuals. So if there is an individual, I mean, that chicken could have been sick or weak or something like that. And that might have been the reason. (laughs) Right. Like it might have been the reason that they were like, no, because the herd, basically the flock is better without you. Than Damn. with you. That's natural selection. Well, maybe that's why 98 of them lived and that guy didn't. <laughs> they got their shit together real quick. <laughs> it, is, it is so jacked up. And it, there were four roosters there, and then now there's only three because Tom, I hope you're listening. They were noisy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh. Anyway, no, Tom was right. They, they were noisy. Uh, so now there's only one, and uh, he's the man. Like yeah, that, that that rooster now he's he's the man. Like uh, every once in a while, he get I, I guess cocky is where it comes from, and he'll come at you and get you, and it's kind of fun. You just get to kick him and go. So back well, <laughs> well, egg, like in this situation or on your farm, will eggs naturally fertilize if you don't pick them? Like uh, yeah, so, so do you have chicks right, hatching exactly. on the farm? So the egg will be fertilized as long as you have a rooster with the hens. The egg is already fertilized before it comes out of the chicken. Okay. Um. So then mm. it's. When it's laid, it's either fertilized or it's not fertilized. And they have to sit on it for like 21 days for something to hatch. Okay. So a fertilized egg is not going to look any different than an unfertilized egg if you're collecting it it on the first day. So walk me through this. You don't have to refrigerate them. Like, I believe it. I know it. I'm eating them. But you you don't refrigerate them, right? As long as you don't wash them. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't wash them, you don't have to refrigerate them. So they have a... I mean, they're meant to become a chick so the eggs come out with a natural um it's called their bloom it's a natural like antibiotic antibacterial coating just from the hen in order to preserve the egg so that a chick can be hatched yeah so if you don't wash it the bloom is still there no bacteria can get into it so I don't know. In America, we're used to washed eggs. And it's legally well, we in have Europe, to. Well, yeah, yeah. Because, so, because like, in order for me to sell eggs legally, I have to wash them. Brent, but but you attention. do. I mean, there is <laughs> bacteria. <laughs> is that why you give them away? <laughs> no, but ours are bread brands are donations. <laughs> so, like, the bacteria is on the outside of the egg. Right, so like they're good on the inside, but you you want to watch like even if you gave us or you could sell unwashed. Oh eggs, right, the bacteria could be still, still, still wash on the them outside before I use them. So that's or... what we do. We wash them right. real quick. So and then we exactly use them. because the or bacteria or anything could be on the outside or even like poop because like, yeah, it's exactly. The same. Oh, there's poop. Yeah, it comes from the same. Place. It's a cloacal. <laughs> it's a cloacal thing. Hey, so... do you put golf balls in there to trick them? <laughs> what? That's what we do. So I, I don't know why, but in the little, so you are you, you sure that they're so accurate? you can train the hens to where to lay the eggs. You put golf balls in there, and they're like, "Oh, look, there's a golf ball. It must be an egg." And they start, "It's great." Oh, yeah, I've actually never moms. had that issue. Like I feel like they just 
Lay. You're actually well, way unless... more educated than we're ever going to dream to be. <laughs> Let me show you someday. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. No, I've never heard of that trick. Oh. It was on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the vast expanse. Okay, so we've talked about chickens. <coughs> oh my gosh, excuse me. Um, hopefully you can edit that out a little bit, Mike. Sorry for my coughing. But, uh, it's staying. So where do you walk me through a, an other animal's life? Because chickens live for a while, right? So say, laying chickens live for a while. Say that I'm going to buy a cow from you or a pig from you. Where go cows because they're easier. Where does that cow come from? Is it <laughs> born on your property or do you source it from another farm or how do you get how do you get the baby cow? Yeah, how do you get cow? Yeah, yeah. so they're cows. I could walk you through like every Cyclists, every species. Bikers, so whatever. chickens um our egg-laying chickens we buy as chicks. Uh, and then yes, you're right. They do live a long time because they can lay eggs for several years. Um our meat chickens, so the chickens that we raise for meat, we raise chickens for meat from like spring through fall. That's when they can be on pasture their whole lives. Uh, that we're, we buy those as chicks too. Hatching chicks is a whole other mm, like okay. thing that we're not set up to do, and it just requires a specialist. Yeah, right? a specialist sure, yeah. basically. Um, but we then put them in an aquarium with a heat lamp on it. <laughs> <laughs> in Brent's, yeah, in Brent's garage. So I mean, yes, we could hatch, <laughs> but like this year, we're going to be doing you know eighteen hundred chickens. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, we're not we're not hatching them all. Um, uh, with our sheep, our pigs, and our cows, we are um, they're all born on farm, with the exception of so our cattle. We are still growing our herd, so we have had to buy. Um, calves in order to like supplement as the herd grows, if that makes sense. So okay. like they only have eight, like we had eight moms and they had eight calves, but then we bought six calves to like be able to have. I can't do math, but okay, good enough. Fourteen. So, so farmer, so, not a mathematician. Yes. So, but we are. We should be actually done with that. So right now we will have. You can get to a point where you're self-sustained. Yeah. You so we're definitely self-sustained with our sheep, and we're definitely self-sustained with the pigs. So the pigs are born on the farm in the woods, um, spend every day in our woods. They literally see concrete and they see synthetic light for the first time when they go to the slaughterhouse. Like they, yeah. So they the live a very good life until they don't. Yeah, well, until they, they have, don't live. Yeah. They have, yeah, one bad day. You know, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> we all do. Um, I think we have way more yeah, than Yeah, I have way more than day. one bad day. Kristen, hold it together. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, um, so I went, I ducked into Walmart real quick today to get my hair cut because it had been too long. <laughs> and it's kind of funny, the lady who was cutting my hair there, was, I was just talking to her, and she said she grew up in Friendsville, and her husband's grandparents owned a farm. And I was like, well, how'd you get into cutting hair? And she goes, well, at the farm, they had a, a cow, and it was a breech calf. Maybe something's going wrong. She goes, so I decided to cut hair. Like, it's not easy. Oh. Like, uh, I mean, having, like, I'm assuming. <laughs> I, did not, cutting I hair, didn't know John. where, like, I didn't know where yeah. that was no, going. Was she's like, so traumatized by the birth she was literally, that she got out of farming. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. was like, no, you don't understand. It wasn't, uh, I guess you've seen other normal births. This birth wasn't normal. Then the the baby cow lived. <laughs> and the mom didn't, and she was yeah. like, nope. I started cutting hair. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, it's it was, definitely it's really... It's not easy. Yeah, no, it's not easy. And I think there's really, um, like, high highs, and then there's really low lows. And sure. I, I don't know. The highs make it worth it. It's all part of the roller coaster, I guess. But 
So what did you do before this? There has to be something that led to this. Were you were you into cooking? Were you into 4-H? Like, what, what led to this? No, we've already established I was not into 4-H or agriculture <laughs> ever. Um, it's, yeah, so I have no agricultural background, like, at all. I, um, I worked in fashion for a while. So I'm from the Pittsburgh area, and I started working at Nordstrom there um, in college, and then Nordstrom took me to Cincinnati, and then Cincinnati took me to Chicago. Wow. So I lived in Chicago, and then while I was living in Chicago, working for Nordstrom, I um, started going to a bunch of estate sales uh, and finding, like, really amazing vintage clothing and furniture. And my really good friend Bridget would come to these estate sales with me, and we just started—so we had all these customers from Nordstrom, and then we started, sell, like, kind of this little side hustle of selling them all this, like, really cool— stuff that we'd find at estate sales. And so that sort of got me into like the sustainability mindset. Like I was like, Very okay, cool. we're producing all of these, this clothing when like all this amazing stuff already exists. That's one of a kind, incredible. Um, so anyway, we decided to leave Nordstrom, start our own vintage and resale boutique. And then we did that. And through that, we brought in, um, it kind of turned from us curating the collection that was in the store to us. Um, actually, we it was like a marketplace. So all of these other vintage sellers would come in and they would set up racks and then we would just run the space and we changed it out every month. So every month we rotated new vendors in into the space. And it was really amazing and it was really cool because we were able to bring in all of these like local brands and all of these vintage sellers. And it was totally like a sustainable business where people were, you know, buying resale and really, really cool pieces. And um, while all that was going on, I went down a whole like health journey. I started eating more whole foods, cooking from scratch, uh, and then joined a, a yoga studio and just... Through all of that, I kind of realized how much the food that I was eating impacted my health. Like it was something that I didn't really think about before, which <laughs> at the point that I'm at now, it sounds so crazy that I didn't think about it before. But I think it's just like, you know, when you're growing up and you're eating you don't think whatever you're eating you don't not not you that don't my know. parents fed me back poorly or anything like that but wrapped in plastic exactly you're you in college and then you're sing like single and you're in your 20s and you're moving around so wait, and you're ramen's just not organic so i mean i'm sure they make <laughs> organic on. ramen there's, See, there's no the way label. Wait, wait, wait. there's organic. the label you just eat them before you cook it right you just eat it raw it is wild dumb yeah, so um, I started making that connection, and then that kind of led me to shopping at the farmer's market, right? Because before that, I was like, I was buying all of these whole foods, and I was cooking from scratch, and I was feeling so much better, and I was functioning so much better, and then I was like, you know what? I have a farmer's market right down the street, and one summer, I was like, I'm going to buy as many ingredients as I can from the farmer's market this summer. Like, I set an intention to do that, and then I was there every week, and I had so many questions about stuff. So I just started talking to all the farmers and I was like, wow, there are so many different ways to produce food. Um, and I kind of, and one of the farmers that I bought stuff from this term regenerative agriculture came up and I was like, what is that? What does that mean? Yeah. So then I just started listening to podcasts about regenerative agriculture. And whenever fall rolled around and the farmer's market was getting ready to close, I just, 
I was like so sad that I would have to go back to the grocery store to buy produce because everything, I mean, it was just so distinctly different. The flavor, the way that I felt. Like I thought that I felt really good and healthy before, but whatever it was, the way that they were producing the food or being that connected to my food or the combination of all of it just like took me to another level where I felt this sort of wholeness. And um, all of this was going on. My parents had acquired the farm on Six on Sangrun Road, um, which my grandfather had purchased in the 70s. Wow. They decided, so I didn't grow up here. So Mike Frotz is your neighbor. Yes, he is yeah, my neighbor. See, there's a connection. Yes. Every, we are connected. Everybody in the world is connected within six ways of Mike Frotz. <laughs> <laughs> he was a previous guest. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I, yeah, so they, they decided that they were going to move down here full time. Um, and it was sort of a thing where they were leasing out the farm to, um, another farmer and they were doing corn and soy rotation. And I think that whenever they decided to move here, they just kind of started, it was like a combination that they were sort of thinking about like, well, what does that mean? Like, you know, they're spraying chemicals and, how is that going to affect our quality of life? And just that sort of connection. And then I was, you know, on this whole thing and I was cooking for them when I would visit them and I was talking to them about how we could, you know, like just the the possibilities of what the farm could be. And so... You've got the land. Let's make something cool out of it. Exactly. And I think for me, like I was super into nutrition. So I was super into the nutritional component of food production and I actually then studied at the Nutritional Therapy Association um, and went deeper into this like nutrition rabbit hole. But I wouldn't have ever went and like bought a farm in the middle of Wisconsin. Yeah. Like that wasn't my destiny to like be a farmer, to go buy a farm. But it more to me felt like a, a sense of like I we could we had this land and it was our responsibility to steward it in a way that, like, we could feel really good about. That was going to be really good for the community. Yeah, it, it aligned with, you know, an inner calling, right? Yeah. But now that I'm in it, I can't imagine not being a farmer. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, time, I mean, there's been so many hard things that have happened and stuff I never imagined that I would have to do. And I've seen so much death. and um, But I've also seen... Like, you get to see the other side of it. Like, you get to see so much life, and you get to see all of these new things sprouting. And, and it just sort of makes you realize that it's all just a circle. Like, it's just transference of energy. Death yeah. creates life. and that, that's, the, that's the main reason that I became a vegetarian, because I grew up eating chicken fingers shaped like dinosaurs. You know, it's like just okay. completely... Right. Completely was that really chicken? Completely disconnected. Who knows? I, I, but, but yeah, that's that's. I mean, I had like a, a journey a, around it, and like I told you, like once we went to Costa Rica, and like I experienced like fishing, like because I, I mean, I grew up in Jersey. We went mm -hmm. out, they chum the waters, you pulled bluefish in, woohoo! You know, it wasn't like an actual experience where you, you know, like I didn't grow up trout fishing and things like that. So once I had that experience, I was like, okay, you know what? I think I'm ready to come back and start eating fish again and i was talking with you before this and mandy's gonna probably be watching but um <laughs> you know it i i always said i was like mandy i told her i was like oh, i had burger king she was like yeah burger king i'm 
they have, you know, the impossible whoppers, or whatever. It's like, man, if I'm going to cave on eating beef, I'm not going to eat a cheeseburger from Burger King. I'm going to fly no. to Japan and get a cow that was massaged to death, you know, and then prepared <laughs> by somebody who cares so much about that. You know what I mean? But it sounds like we have somebody like that right here in Garrett County. So I don't so what have you're to saying go is to Japan anymore. Your first cheeseburger. Uh, are we done with the first cheeseburger? No, he wants a ribeye first, but she's out. Uh, well, yeah. you can, yeah. But no, again, my journey personally also, you know, I started in the food and beverage industry and it, I kind of had more of a passion for like what I sound silly, but I, I love knives. I love super sharp <laughs> knives. Yeah, I do. It doesn't and sound silly to me. No, so, so <laughs> like I found out that, I mean, like you can proteins and vegetables and all this stuff that you have to pre, you know, cut for, for the line. It lasts so much longer. You know, if you use a sharp knife and, and especially with proteins and that's the most expensive part of, of your meal. So I just kind of, I just, as, as a spiritual practice, like started appreciating food through knives because I was like, oh wow, that's so cool. I had a chef that explained it to me like that, Yeah. you know, and then it all kind of started to unwind. And the point I'm trying to make is, is like, I actually, I started getting into like soil depletion of uh, minerals and things like that. And why, you know, meat is one of those, it's. If you have good grass-fed meat, it's like the highest concentration of, of minerals, bioavailable minerals that your body needs that you can't get as much from fruits and vegetables yeah. because of the, the lack of, uh, what is it, soil density, soil, I don't know, like uh, the minerals yeah, are the new, in the soil. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. like the organic matter in the soil yeah. and just the microbial life. But you brought up a really good point. You said that you started eating fish because of you were in Costa Rica and involved with like the fishing yeah in some really way fish. and that's the thing like i i feel like you felt okay eating fish because you understood like where it came from and you had that connectedness and and i think that's really cool like you don't eat meat but i still think it's really cool that you want to be conscious about like as a consumer and i think i i have a uh, i have a friend uh who i was just thinking about would should come on this podcast her name's whitney and uh, it's my wife's oldest friend and she's uh, an Ayurveda practitioner and what kind of opened my mind to like, A, there's not, there's no such thing as one size fits all diet except less processed foods, right? Everybody could, <laughs> yeah. everybody could do less of that. Everybody, like you do something, whether it's like paleo or keto or Whole30 or whatever. But that and people feel better. Yeah, yes, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. So people less are like, sugar. oh, this worked for me. And yeah, it's like, yeah. well, do you, maybe it, like it's just because you ate less processed food. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> but so she, like in Ayurveda, which those, I mean, it comes from an area of primarily vegetarian diets, right? Like they don't even serve burgers in a lot of McDonald's is in like India and stuff like that, right? Yeah, they have vegetarian. Uh, so they, they don't cows. eat beef. Yeah. Yeah. They don't eat beef. They worship cows. They like cows. Yeah. Yeah. Not that they don't like them. Exactly. Um, but they will prescribe red meat in mm -hmm. Ayurveda. You yeah. Know? And so, like, I started seeing it. Like, I'm like, oh man, it's it's for me. I could get down with more of like a medicinal practice because, like, I don't know if I want to eat meat full time, but I do. I have gained an understanding that it is essential for some people's diets to the point where even in cultures where they have they don't even eat beef. They'll have a, a doctor prescribe red meat. Like, okay, no, nothing's going to help you as much as this right yeah. now. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. And I, I think, I mean, I'm always going to advocate for meat because I do think <laughs> that it is part of a, I think you could survive without meat and I think you could. Mike has. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I also have gout, and I don't know. But I wonder <laughs> how are you a vegetarian thing, with like, gout? I don't know. Thrive? We need to get a doctor on the show and explain that. That yeah. doesn't right. Make sense. Maybe because you're. Can you? <laughs> no, can you that's, I wasn't saying that because, because I was confused. I was saying that no, because you're saying to your because point. You're get, yes, mm-hmm. because it's true. Like there's just the nutritional composition, the bioavailability of those nutrients. Like fat isn't fat, protein isn't protein. They're all different. They all have you know different amino acid profiles, different bioavailability. And quality. Yeah. Yeah. But I will still always advocate for people to eat meat, regardless of where the meat comes from. If you are going to Walmart and that's the only meat that you have access to or can afford, you should still, by all means, eat the meat. That, uh, two things. So I'm a kid of the 80s, okay? I grew up in the 80s, and 80s was TV dinners, sitting on the couch with your parents, watching Jeopardy and eating uh, chicken tenders that look like dinosaurs. Like, that's where marketing was, and that's probably when Crisco came out and all yeah. that stuff, right? So then things came around, and I'm, I'm not going to say his name, because I, I know he listens to the podcast, and he probably doesn't want to say this, and... Uh, I am not calling you older, but I am friends with a doctor who's older, okay? And he looks very, very, very healthy. And one day I was like, dude, what's up? I was like, why? He lard on his skin. I was like, no, he doesn't. Do- <laughs> Maybe he does. I didn't ask that particular question. But uh, he's in his upper 70s. He looks like he's 50, right? And I was like, what's up? He goes, I don't eat anything wrapped in plastic. Yeah. Like mm. His legit answer knives. to me was, he goes, if it's wrapped in plastic, I don't eat it. And uh, it's very hard to do. Like, uh, I was super hungry today, so I grabbed a granola bar, a Laura bar, or Lara bar, whatever they're called. You know, and I thought it was healthy. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But um, that's marketing for you. You know what I mean? But his, his super quick answer was, if it's wrapped in plastic, don't eat it. Yeah. Um, so I, don't know I like that. With that. I like that. <laughs> if it comes in a bag, that's that too. That's what I've heard. It comes uh-huh. in a bag or a box. Oh, I know. Or my, or second, both. my follow-up like to that cereal. was... I was just- we understand that. I think the culture's changed. If you go from the 80s to now, Agreed. people understand that. In the 80s, they thought this process was good and GMOs are great, whatever. I th- um, nowadays, people understand that, but I think your real uh, the, the world's real issue, wealthy people have access to it. How do you make it so everybody else can get access to it? That that's How do you do that? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's just a matter of knowing... There are farmers everywhere. Like, we have so many farmers just in this county who produce food, sell it directly to the consumer. You can buy directly from them, whether it's on their farm or through a a CSA. Do you know what a CSA is? Nope. (laughs) So a CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture, but basically you can pay them up front. Uh, this is with a lot of vegetable farmers. So you can pay them like at the beginning of the season. Right? Yeah, and then you get produce every single week from them. So you basically gave them the money in the spring when they were buying the seeds and all oh, of that cool. stuff. And then you funded your own food. So okay. And then you get it every week. Um, but I think there's so many of them that exist, and it just takes more people buying directly from them. And I think you're off to a really good start, I think, you know, Avoiding stuff wrapped in plastic, even though our meat is comes in plastic. <laughs> well, how dare you? <laughs> it hasn't been here very long. Well, I mean, I know it's insane. I think about it all the time. I'm I like, think how have they not like, invented? Uh, no, I know he was Walmart. meaning processed yeah. food. But how have they not invented like vacuum sealed bags that are made from something else? Whatever. Exactly. Anything else. I think we anything just, else. Forget your app, Mike. We but, need to admit that. <laughs> Nobody right. wants to hide this from the record. I so think that way. <laughs> in addition to avoiding plastic, like uh, avoiding processed food is 
literally having that connection, that like connectedness to your food and yeah. knowing where it comes from. And I just think if everybody can try to do that, even if it's just like one, even if it's just like knowing where your eggs come from or going in on a cow or whatever, then you will, it just opens your mind and your perspective to understanding your impacts, the impacts of your dietary choices. I'll check in with him tomorrow. I think by being wrapped in plastic, he meant, he meant, he meant not processed. Like that's, that's what he meant. He meant not processed. No, no, I I, I'm a fan. I I'm a fan of easy rules. You know what I mean? Like, the, like for me, like you know, I just I like easy rules. That's why I like you know, I'm like vegetarian. Boom, I'm automatically eating less processed foods. Like that's or like for me, I also like intermittent fasting. It's like okay, I'm doing less. I'm not doing more. You know what I mean? And then. That didn't work for a while because then I would just eat a bunch of junk I whenever. I so hungry. Whenever I come like by on, twelve o'clock, I'm so just so hungry. I was telling her about keto earlier. I'm not like not like you don't know what it is. I'm sure, but uh, I meant like for me, I love it because it works really well with intermittent fasting when I'm trying to clean up my diet. So if when I'm in keto, I was like, I don't know if you've asked or somebody was like, how do you know? Probably not you, but because you used to do that thing. It wasn't me. I know. Um, I was like, well, I can go 20 hours without eating and I'm not hungry. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, it's very, you know, good for that. And right now I'm trying to trim down. So it's a, you know, it's a good, good works for me. But I'm, if I do, I'm going to say here on the air, if I start <sighs> eating meat, I'm going to come talk to you. I also Boom. think, like you said, oh, yeah. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. And I also feel like you said you might not want to eat meat all of the time. And I feel like a really good thing that you could do if you don't want to eat meat all the time is to incorporate organ meats mm -hmm. um, and, like, bone broth. Yeah. Oh, well, see, that's another thing that I would love to start doing. So speaking of Lee and Joni, um, I really want them to make like a bone broth Ooh. cocktail oh yeah have you oh my god do you sell <laughs> bone broth had a... so it's this what would it be in like when we <laughs> so when uh, we talked about... lee made a sorry i don't mean to cut you off <laughs> before i forget he there was a there was a cocktail on at firewater called faux real or faux yeah. real and that would be good with bone broth because it's basically pho it was yeah. like a pho cocktail as a yeah. vegetarian would you drink it no but Ooh. as a reformed vegetarian, <laughs> I absolutely would. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Um, you want them to make up bone, bone, bone broth? Well, I actually need another drink. Well, if you don't remember where you are, <laughs> well, here, we brought you one. Oh, how long is that um, been sitting there? Well, 17 <laughs> minutes. So since we know he's listening, and I, I do need a favor from you, and I think you're going to agree to this. So we br I, I didn't realize you were French with the McHenry's. <laughs> that is so strange. Here. You would think it was wrapped in plastic, but it's aluminum. So Brent wants us to get a couple cows. Yeah. Okay, and I'm kind of cool about it. I think it would be a great idea. Here's the catch. Brent wants us to butcher them ourselves. Yeah, I'll help you. Dear God. I was hoping you would say you would talk us out of it. Will you at least help us? Oh, no, I'm down. Yeah. Okay. We're in. That'll be an I, episode I, right there. Oh, yeah, itself. we'll do it. Uh, we'll do the tarot card reader, the... Uh, <laughs> On-site butchering. <laughs> On-site butchering. So, You've done it. Like, you have butchered a... Okay, I think it's the, I think it's different than a deer, right? Um, I've never butchered a cow. Okay, so it'll be a learning experience for all three of us? Yes. 
Yeah, it would be a lot easier. We we could all we could also. I was I was hoping you had a little experience there. Somebody has to have experience. Mike, please bring your sharp knives. Good grief! I'll do that. The projector is YouTube. Okay. Forget Cal Patty Bingo. You're on to something here. Get a projector, right? A projector and a projector screen. Peter, pay attention. My one of my really good friends is a butcher, and he would totally be down to help us. And. Yeah, I think it'd be a great experience. Right. I've done like pigs and, you know, chickens and oh. lambs. <laughs> so but, um, I got to tell the story, but I wasn't there. So obviously, Brent, we, he <laughs> butchered. Why is Brent not here? I don't know. He's got to be on here. So he butchered the three, uh, the three chickens. And so we did it all. He did it all right. And he's back in the house. And it's him and his wife and his kids and our other neighbor, other friend. And the chicken had been dead for a couple of hours at this point, right? And so they're sitting there, and it's on the kitchen ta- or the kitchen counter. And my one friend picks it up and hands it to him. They're going to get ready to quarter it and cut it all up and everything, right? So when he picks it up and hands it to him, the chicken goes, Bark! and it had been dead for a couple of hours. So our assumption was that it still had air in its lungs or something. And yeah, when he probably. picked it up, but, uh, was the head still on it? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how the whole thing yeah. went <laughs> happened, but uh, it was really how many pet cemetery. Signs can we put on this? <laughs> so, your friend the butcher. You don't have any like your pita. Hey man, this is, a, this is this is a home. Hey, we'll, we'll take we'll take any pass. viewers actually. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, yeah. No such thing as bad publicity. We're yeah. going gonna to need your friend. This is in our home. This was not being sold. Somebody else's home. They don't care about that. But anyway, it was kind of neat. It was like, Bark, but yeah. yeah. You want to talk about tripping out your kids. Uh, for, you? for our PETA listeners, Brent's a really nice guy. I'm sure he wouldn't do anything to hurt no. that chicken in any way other, other than, than eating it. it. Do you, what kind of chicken meat do you process? Because I don't eat a lot of red meat. So do you do like ground chicken or do you just do wings like on the, the chicken meat that you process? Yeah, like what cuts do we have? Yes. So yes, yeah, so we have chicken and um turkey. You don't do you don't eat pork or beef really? Not or? a ton. I mean, we'll definitely eat it every now and then, but I don't we don't eat a ton. Yeah, so yeah, maybe have, once a week we'll do red meat. Um we have everything. You should definitely come to the farm store because you'll see yeah. all, all of our freezers and like how stocked they are. So we have ground chicken, we have Perfect. Cajun chicken sausage, Ooh. hot Italian chicken sausage, what? mild Italian chicken sausage, chicken kielbasa, um, breasts, leg quarters, thighs, drumsticks, wings, whole chickens. Oh, wow. Perfect. I would love to do this. Uh, there's got to be a way to get you connected with our website that if a renter comes here for the weekend... They can buy mm. stuff from you and have it at the house when they. That get would there. be amazing. There's got to be a way. All, to do all that. you have to do is give us cards. Just give us little cards, and it goes. The in thing every about that, bag. I'm coming up here. I want to grill out. I don't know the area that well. Yeah. I know Walmart. I don't want to go there. I would. I would buy that as a. There's as an app worth building. Yeah. Yeah, I. I mean, that would be amazing. I think like a lot of the people who are visiting um, are looking specifically for that it's yeah. people who live in cities just are i feel like are exposed to like sure. grass-fed beef or regenerative agriculture or whatever more and so i think i always find that whenever a tourist finds us they're like oh my gosh i can't believe that Thank you're God here yeah yeah i have another thing. friend who sells uh meat to nfl players and part of his responsibility is making sure they don't have steroids stuff like that in the past test but uh it is becoming more and more popular um, i definitely so. think so i mean i think a lot of people a lot more people are talking about like 
How are we raising uh, animals? What are they eating? I know I was going to ask you. So you, you give the cow or the pig antibiotics, right? There's got to be a, a formula behind it. How long how long does it take to leave their system? So if the if the cow has something wrong with it and you give it an antibiotic and then you butcher it two years later, that's yeah, probably out of the system. It right? would say on, like, I think the medicine would say how long you can give something, like what the withdrawal period is, basically. Right. I think they've done, like, a lot of testing on how long those things stay in And system. your big issue is probably steroids. Like, steroids. you don't give the animal steroids? No. Okay, cool. I thought, I thought that was going to be the answer. <laughs> but uh, I'm assuming other... No, now yeah, we don't give them anything. Antibiotic. Like, we don't... Phew, yeah. I was really glad that was your answer. You've been like, yeah, we do that. Oh, no, <laughs> we don't give them anything. Except... Antibiotic resistance is, like, one of the, the big, like, you know, vegetarian diet, like, arguments. That's yeah. Thing, so that's why I like hearing that, but... Yeah, no, we don't do any of that. It's just, like, with feeding them an appropriate diet, moving them around, letting them express their species instincts and their healthy animals. Kristen, your turn. (laughs) All right. What what are you salty about other than labels on food? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to go oh, with that, I go with that just more in depth. I, I like that too. Um, what am I salty about? Oh my gosh, I feel like I had things that I was salty about. Had you listened to this podcast before you came on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I've listened to multiple episodes. Um, Which one did you like the best? Oh, I know what I'm salty about. I am salty about people calling um, an animal, like a specific species, dumb. Like chickens are dumb or... I could argue they're not. They're They're, they're not. They're not. (laughs) Yeah. They're they're literally... Right, exactly. Like they have an egg and then they become broody and they sit on the egg until the egg hatches and then they have this little chick that they take care of and feed and... They know how to do everything without like calling their aunt or reading a book or <laughs> they don't have an app. <laughs> they don't have Uber or Uber Eats. They just know. They have like an innate intelligence. And I think all species do. I think humans do too. I think we just let a yeah, lot of stuff exactly. get Exactly. We, we also have, it's like we're like we're like one day we just were like conscious. <laughs> we're like, where am I? Yes, <laughs> why am I here? Exactly. And why do I have to like eat something that I has to die? Like yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Exactly. Like, right? Yeah. It's like our consciousness that makes everything so much. Yeah, if more anybody's dumb, we're dumb. <laughs> we yeah. do, but we're our own worst enemy with technology. Like I think about that. Like there's so it's a many sword. There's so many times that people just text i'm like dude you could figure that out yourself just don't text or to use me as an example i used to know every road in garrett county i used to know every road here if you tell me what where it was i'd know where it is i find out that i don't anymore because i rely on my gps yeah totally like i it's before i used to leave the office i would know where i was going i knew where i had turned i knew it i knew where every road was and if i really think hard now i probably will but technology's Kind of made me I, dumber. Yeah. See, I don't. I, see, my my perspective on chickens that is, don't is, have apps. No, they definitely. <laughs> no. Don't. They don't need them. But they That's do have the beeping doors and whatever. Yeah. So, I feel. I feel like technology is like something. It's a, it, again. It depends on what you're doing, how you're using that extra time and that sure. extra energy, right? So, like, so automate all the shit you don't care about. Who cares? Like, I don't care about knowing roads personally. I love maps. I do, but I would as as long as you're using that energy for something like I love making music. 
right? So I would rather just automate all the things in my life, either either through hiring other people or through technology, you know, having a calendar on my phone so I don't have to remember a bunch of stuff. And then de- de- dedicate all of my mental energy and focus towards music. You know, remembering, like, it makes more sense. I, I don't want to look at a spreadsheet every time I got to remember, like, a musical scale. Yeah. That's what I want to use my mind for, you know. But anyway. Yeah, I get sense. that. Love technology. Just saying. So there are no dumb animals. No. No. Oh, no. There is there? No. Yeah. No. There's, no. There's, All there's animals gotta be a dumb animal. Everything no, is endorsed it's, it's with context. the holy intelligence. Like, so it's like your perspective that like the animal isn't dumb you just tried to fit it into like some other species box yeah that we, it doesn't actually fit in we started this show with mm. you asking about brutus my bulldog um i loved him he is dumb i could argue that both ways uh, I love that He's dog. He's partially but conscious. He, he wasn't all that sweet. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you get out much? Have you been to the Honey? Have you been out and had, had, it, had <laughs> it going out? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have two really good Honey stories. Oh, wow. All right. Let's hear it. Okay. We'll so, do A and B. We did that last week, too. A and B. Yeah. Um, what should I start or with? Or one and two. So I went to Wine Festival. And it was a couple years ago, and it was a really nice September day, and I wore this, like, white, mid-length cotton dress. And you went to the Honey after? So, we no. We went to Mountain State, which is right across from my home. Mm -hmm. But the group of girls I was with were like, we're going to the Honey. And I was like, absolutely not. I can walk home right now. Um, And they were like, well, the Uber's here. And I was like, if you guys got an Uber in Garrett County, then I am... So impressed that I yeah. will go to the Honey. They brought their own Uber driver with them. It was them. probably Caitlin. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'll go to the Honey. So we get to the Honey, and it's like so jam-packed and crowded, and there's so many bachelorette parties. No. And I start like getting all these questions because I'm wearing this white dress. Oh. Like, when is your wedding? Oh, my God, congratulations. And it went on so long that one of the girls I was with ended up like finding like a sash for me that said like bride to be <laughs> and a veil. And uh, by the end of the night, I was like up on stage playing the tambourine, tambourine, um, getting, you know, congratulated on my big day. <laughs> no way. <laughs> did, you, did you make up details? Were you like, yeah, it's June 7th. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, hammered. I don't remember them. But June I definitely did. The funniest part about it is that my boyfriend, Frank, was there with me the whole time. And I'm like, who would take their boyfriend to like their bachelorette party? Yeah. And after the Only whole sick, whole thing. Sick person. Yeah. He was just like, <laughs> I like, he's like, when we get engaged, like, I don't care where your bachelorette party is. Go to Vegas. Go to Mexico. But you cannot have it at the Honey Honey. Like, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's too it crazy. Decided that night. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do is uh, when we go on vacation, uh, my wife's parents live in Hawaii. So we go to visit my wife's parents. And what I'll do is I'll stop by the marina and there's uh, all the boats there. And I'm like, hey, listen, if you guys have an open spot, I'd like to come. You know what I mean? So you don't have to rent a boat. Normally take out six people. There'll be five and I'll be that sixth guy, right? Uh, so when I get there, nobody knows who I am. And it's great. You can, they'd be like, where are you from? And I'm like, Texas. Like, what do you do for a living? Oh, they're uh, going to be listening. You're I'm a, a welder. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm a farmer. Now you know, he's whatever. a regenerative farmer. But a regenerative farmer. Yeah, I'm a regenerative farmer. But it's great. Like, I, you just don't have to be yourself. I can talk about whatever I want to. So now it's pretty oh, that's cool. Funny. That's why I love living in Garrett County. <laughs> 
start a podcast, talk to all kinds nobody of people. Nobody asked me what color. On that trip, nobody goes, what color should I paint my Oh, bathroom? my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Blue's always good. All right. What's, all right. Your, what's your second story? Yeah. Part so three. this was an actual legit bachelorette party. And we ended the night at the Honey. And we ran into Jeremy Renner. And the oh, I got tons shit. of text messages that night. Yes. <laughs> and the bride was like, "Oh my god!" And everybody was like, "Oh my god!" She's Wait, like, it was Aubrey, right? That was, was it Aubrey's bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you went to Aubrey's bachelor. Yeah. So you wound up. I was at Black Bear that night, and you guys wind oh, up we showing were at there. Black Bear. Later. I know. So you guys all came to Black Bear, and I was fucking wasted for the first time. Ever and all these people from Riley show up. I'm like, no. I'm like, yeah, I have no idea how many yeah, text messages I got tonight. Like, yeah. All you guys were there except for me. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, it was fun. I fell asleep. So I'll did tell you, you get the to funny talk to him? Was, yeah. yeah so she wanted. To, so she wanted to take a picture with him. So they took a picture together. We're all like standing around. Are you guys we, friends? You and Aubrey? Yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, I think so. <laughs> That'd be embarrassing if you weren't. How about uh, this? No, you kind of. Now you brought up. No, you she just me needed more bit. people for yeah. like the pictures. So. <laughs> okay, you were just. There. That's your side hustle. Hey, if you guys need pictures, yeah. all of a yeah. sudden you guys reminded me. Of each other. <laughs> I, I, I think you should be friends. My, my yeah, that's why she invited me to her bachelorette party. Gotcha, we are. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he said something like. Oh, you're making a mistake, or like, oh, don't get married, or something along those lines. Oh, uh, Brent. And I was like, why would you? Different Brent. I was like, why would you say that to her? And he's like, oh, I don't believe in marriage. <gasps> Who? And Jeremy was, Renner. Jeremy Renner doesn't believe in marriage. And I was like, why? Isn't he married? No. No. He's like, cause I'm all guy. <laughs> and I was like, but why would you? You know, why would you say that? Like, that is that's strange. kind of rude. She's she's clearly getting married. She's yeah. on a bachelorette party. And it just turned into this conversation. He's like, well, do you live here? And I was like, yeah, I live here. And he's like, where? And I was like, I live right across from Mountain State Brewery. Like, do you know where that is? I don't know. It was just like a whole back and forth thing. He was working. He was like, what do you do? And I was like, I am a farmer. And he's like, you're not a farmer. And I was like, yes, I am a farmer. And he was like. <laughs> no, this is legit. This is a legit story. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. And he was like, well, what do you farm? And I was like, I raise multiple different species of livestock. I have pigs, chickens, cows, sheep, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, how many sows do you have? You don't know what a sow is. I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. the, is that a horse? The, the average person doesn't know what a sow is. So that a proved sow? he knew what he was talking about. Exactly. Or he's been a farmer on a movie. It's Wait. a female pig. So it's a mom. It's a female pig that has had a litter of piglets. Mm. I'm running sow. through his movies. He played a farmer in a movie. Somewhere. <laughs> going through it. He's not a farmer. He knows. So I was like, what do you know about sows? And he said he grew up on a pig farm. His stepdad had a pig farm. And we got into this long conversation about pigs. I'm actually shocked. I'm glad we didn't start talking about pigs during this episode because I just like once you get me started, I can't stop. <laughs> They're and your favorite animal? Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Um, We're going to have to go along, Mike. I can <laughs> so, get it going. So anyway, yeah, it was just it, that was basically the gist of it. He, we had a pig connection and... Yeah. Were you? Did you like go home and like lay down and you're like, did I actually have a conversation about pigs with Jeremy Renner? Like, were you thinking about that? Like hours? No, no she was like, I, I got to get up tomorrow. No, I wasn't like a <laughs> big fan. Those or anything. damn pigs yeah. get up early. So it wasn't like I don't know. I wasn't a big fan. You weren't like, like starstruck. Like no, I wasn't yeah. starstruck, and I was also kind whatever. of whatever. Have you, you seen know, the town? Super drunk. 
top ten best movies. Ever. Yeah. Have you seen Town the Town? Yeah. With him and Ben Affleck. Yeah, but you didn't like it. I didn't. I'm not saying that I don't <laughs> like his movie. Oh. I'm just. Saying, I hope he's listening. There's there's three. Me too. I'm really impressed. Starts at Twitter. There's three best movies in the world. Not say that to that lady about her getting married. <laughs> I've never said anything. Number number one is Heat. Heat with Robert De Niro. Boom. Heat. Uh, that is the best movie ever. Tombstone, Jeremy, you're kind of tired. <laughs> I've never seen, I never seen and, Tombstone. And Town, Why don't you guys have Jeremy town. on the show? Well, we, we've, I've, I've emailed him a bunch. <laughs> Ask him. Jeremy. You're the one who's got, you know, We're one on Okay, I'll, t- I'll well, text He's got his little comedian friend that makes fun we of hear us, that, but I don't we, know what his name is. We hear that um, um, famous people change their, their numbers often, so yeah. you might have an outdated number. <laughs> no, he just texted me yesterday. Oh, oh okay. For real? We actually FaceTime. Tell him he made fun of it. They're talking about their cows. You got your arm around your pig. He's got his. <laughs> Tell him we'll take his buddy out on pontoons. He knows that. Pontoon yeah, boat. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing celebrities love more than going 10 miles an hour. Out <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys know this is the largest lake in Maryland? <laughs> <laughs> we'll give him some facial cream and he can come down. And, uh, yeah, some lard. So, anyway, <laughs> where are we going with this? Pigs. Why are pigs your favorite animals? Why? Oh my God. They're just the best. So I didn't, like, I never thought that we would even have, I didn't think we wouldn't have pigs. It just wasn't, I wasn't the most excited about them. I was way more excited about cows and sheep because we had so much pasture and they eat pasture and pigs will eat some grass, but like we talked about That's what I should get as a pig or three or four, you know. Okay. So pigs use their snouts and they root. So like they root into the soil. I don't know. If that makes sense, but they be so cute. Look at like, the window in the like morning. Root, yeah, yeah, they like exactly. dig down. They dig into the soil with their noses. That's how they find. Did they food. find any truffles? Well, I don't. Are there truffles? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of mushrooms around here. Though. How about morels? Did they find any morels? No, I think that they have to be like trained. Okay. Right. To do that, but yeah, so they use their snouts and they root around. Um, they don't, so pigs can't sweat, so they don't have sweat glands. Wow. Um, so that's why you see muddy pigs, because they use uh, mud to cool off. But because they don't have sweat glands, they don't smell. Like, they don't release odor. Oh, they do actually release some odor, but it smells sweet. Like, it smells like cinnamon or maple syrup. No. <laughs> we're, like, we're like, you were the only you person ever delicious. to say a pig smells good. <laughs> I love you, but you smell really good. That's how we know you're a real farmer. They smell great. <laughs> they do, I swear. There's the only, like, they don't smell bad at all. They smell good sometimes. Interesting. But yeah, they're just friendly. Um, they're cute. Like the ones that I raise have the ears that. So some pigs have ears that go up, and some pigs have ears that go like this. The flap their, their eyes. Uh, yes, and That's so like cute. every time they're trying to like look at something, they're like. <laughs> like a valley girl with their hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to get it out of their face. Yeah. So how many hilarious. pigs do you have? How many at your farm? How many do you have? Um. So we have right now. So we are lighter on pigs than normal. Right now we have about, I think, 30. Are they kind of like dogs? No, we have more like 25 pigs on Like farm. you can be like, come here, Wilbur. Um, so I would say they're probably the most similar to dogs, but no, like they care. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like they care more no. about the other pigs than they do about uh, humans. That's for sure. Cool. But they do like, like having their bellies scratched and. Don't Wait. Wait. 
They'll come up to you and like lay on their back like my yeah. dog does, and you scratch. A hundred percent. So if you start like scratching, they'll like slowly like fall over. <laughs> They're like close, l- lower, <laughs> lower. <laughs> yeah, they do that. Yeah, they definitely do that. They pigs a, are really cool. We have a new dog named Luna. And my youngest daughter, she's 11, and I will give the dog the forehand scratch. Mm. So my two hands she's plus forehand too, scratch. Man. Oh, dude, she would just go in heaven. So <laughs> forehand yeah. scratches, they, they like them. Oh, yeah, we should have recorded yeah. this on the farm, like in with the pigs. We need to make this uh, mobile. mobile. That would be we did talk. mobile. We don't talk about it. All we need is it. electricity and Mike to move everything. So we have table. This we have stickers now. Yeah, we have some merch. <laughs> but get our speaking of merch. You should have a T-shirt that says "Put some lard on it." Oh, yes. like that. Put some lard on it. That just seems like that's going to be the answer to life. Like <laughs> your skin's dry, put some lard on it. We're going to send one. Doesn't to Jeremy have any Renner. flavor. Put some lard on it. Actually, we'll send one to Ben Affleck, not Jeremy Renner, and he'll get ticked. I want the first shirt. <laughs> put some lard on it. That's it. That, that's the million dollar idea. Okay, that's perfect. If you had to uh, sum up a mission statement right now, Ooh. could you? And what would it be? Um, Need a beer. You seem like you're on a mission. That's why I say that. For like a personal mission or a business mission. Yeah. So I think I said it a little bit earlier, but our our mission is to um, produce food that's good for the animals, good for the land, and good for us as humans. And I think the second part of our mission is to connect people both to their food and to each other. Through community events and through just knowing where your food comes from. Sounds like you're doing it. I hope Hell so. Yeah. I'm trying. So you, you guys are, have to come to one of our events. We will. Oh, I will be. Yeah. St. Patty's Day. I was supposed Day. to be there yes. on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there St. Patty's Day for your ribbon cutting. St. Patty's cutting. Day? Oh, yeah. amazing. We will have. Kristen will be the one with the big scissors that cuts the ribbon. Yeah, yeah. She I'll already has scissors. big scissors. She's the diplomat of the year. Or she oh, lies. no, I wish. She lost. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Connor, beat him. Connor, you can't be too upset me. about Connor winning. I mean, yeah. You guys so are I approached me. Julie about joining the chamber. She's like, oh, Connor already talked to me, and I'm like, I know. Of course he did. Damn you, Connor! Out of the gear. I can't wait for him to hear this. Uh, <laughs> you want to talk about herding cattle? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> what? No, no, herding cats. <laughs> herding cats. Whatever it is. Who's good at herding cats? <laughs> Just My wife. To the that's pretty much it. We have like six cats at the house. I love and them. you herd them? <laughs> no, no. That's the thing. That's the thing she understands. They don't want to be herded. No, they don't. Yeah. So they cats just are... flock. Yeah. <laughs> they just come to her. But can you milk them? So, <laughs> anyway. You smoke I'm anything. A, <laughs> I'm a mammal. John, can you milk me? <laughs> we'll try it later. Uh, hey, thank you for being on this show. I think we're past an hour. Thank you for being Thank you. you for Thank you for me. caring about the environment. Thank you for doing all the sustainable stuff you talked about. Oh, yeah. About. What's your name? Oh. What? <laughs> yeah. The whole episode didn't know. No, we're going to put it in the intro. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, my we, didn't, we didn't say your name in the beginning. My name is Julie. Hi, Julie. Friend. <laughs> Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Did you guys, did you guys communicate that with each other? No. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't because I'm like, 